Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to a very special build-up road to Cheltenham here on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. It's our live preview of the festival, which is now just five short days away. Can't wait. Delighted to introduce our brilliant panel tonight. First up, it's our main guest, to be honest. It's our Irish champion jockey, 12-time winner at the festival, including the last two Gold Cups. We're going for three in a row next Friday. It's uh, Labrooks ambassador, Paul Townend. Paul, how are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. And yourself? Not too bad, no, not too bad. Excited excited for next week, as I'm sure you are yourself. Uh, with Paul tonight, though, you may know uh, this guy as a former Republic of Ireland international, but what you might not know is that Kevin Doyle is also a keen horseman and actually breeds horsing, horses for National Hunt Racing. Kevin, this is, a, this is a week you look forward to every year, isn't it? Probably more than Champions League or World Cup or anything else we're used to talking to you about. Yeah, yeah. When, when I was in England, like we, we'd use Cheltenham. The season was going well, Cheltenham was our day out, things are going well, we can celebrate. And if the season was going bad, Cheltenham was our day out as team bonding to try to recover. <laughs> we had more bad seasons than good, but um, we always managed to sneak down. So, yeah, I do look forward to it. Good stuff, good stuff. And finally tonight is the voice of the build-up role to Cheltenham, the, uh, who's been running us through the storylines of the festival for a few weeks now. It's our own very own shaman of Cheltenham, Angus and Mackeen. Angus, thanks for joining us as well. I also want you, if you're watching the show or listening, to do get involved. If you have any questions for Paul, please do leave a comment. We'll try to get to as many as we can over the course of the show. Also, just to note, if you are a Ladbrokes customer or even if you want to sign up between uh, as a new customer now, there might just be a little something for you in your account for the festival this Sunday, so do watch out for that. Now, let's get to it. Paul, I... Um, this is a unique week, I suppose. Uh, you uh, rode at Cheltenham um, on Friday in March last year, and then you came home to Ireland, and you haven't been over to England since. It's been, um, it was, the world changed uh, on the plane ride back, I suppose, for Cheltenham that time. It's, uh, it's going to be a weird experience to come back over again. It has, and it's, I suppose it's been a long year, um, but it's, it's, it's hard to believe Cheltenham's come around again already. It's, um, it's, it's our biggest week of the year. And obviously we we're going there with a good team of horses this year and, and we can't wait to get over there. I suppose this week is probably the hardest, uh, the build up and you know, everything's so busy trying to organise things this year with, with different um just the structure of everything is so so much different with, with COVID and all, but um we're we're here and we're raring to go and we can't wait to get over there Sunday afternoon. Yeah, how much do you know about like the setup of what's going to happen? Uh, you know, I, I'm hearing a lot about different, uh, lots of different bubbles. I don't know if the jockeys are in one on their own. Will you be able to like interact properly outside of the actual races with the uh, with the English based jockeys, or is is it going to be no, pretty much business? No, no, we um, the the Irish jockeys are going to be based in the main way room. We'll say um, the English jockeys are going to be in in a separate room and. Um, we're we're in an Irish bubble over there. Uh, it's the same for the stable staff, and um, we have plenty of, of unpleasant COVID testing done before we get there, and and it's going to be consistently done. So um, no, we're very much in our own bubble, and um, we're confined to the the race course um, for the duration of the week. Yeah, absolutely. As viewers, Kevin, it's going to be a very different experience as well. You mentioned being over there and we all know the roar of the supreme novices and so on and so forth, maybe running in and out the bookies during things, but it's going to be watching. It's a very different experience. I suppose we're a little bit more used to it now than we probably would have been. You know, this is the full circle, I suppose, of, of, a, of a weird year of sport in general. Yeah, last year um, I watched in my local pub and loved, uh, really looking forward to that. Um 
I think we're just happy that's going ahead, to be honest with you. You know, I think you could accept that at this stage, wouldn't you? Um, great distraction next week. Everyone's been stuck doing the same thing for seems like months and months on end. So just a week of something different, you know, you can come in from doing whatever and Cheltenham's on and stuff starts to feel a bit normal, um, even if it's only for the week. So um, thanks to the lads and all of them for organising that so well and doing everything right that they're able to, to keep horse racing going, thankfully. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, an amazing uh, year's work, I suppose, from all of them. And hopefully this will be the reward next week. Now, like, everybody want to hear Paul's take on some of his riders. He's got an unbelievable uh, uh, card of riders this year, or, or, or of uh, horses this year. But, um, Angus, you've been bringing us through some of the um, some of the big talking points going into it. It's like, you know, it's been a really tough week for racing, let's face it. Like, a couple of weeks, you know, it's been in the news for all the wrong reasons. But... As we've been doing the show, I've been getting more and more excited about Cheltenham because some there's some unbelievable horses on show, there's some unbelievable storylines on show, and it's it like it does actually promise to be just an unbelievable week's racing, even outside of the special circumstances. Yeah, you mentioned storyline, part of the storyline. How long do we have? How long do we keep There's so many storylines in this year. There's small containers. Yeah, I'm actually going to cut across you, there. Sorry, just because I, I'm really struggling to hear you a little bit, so I'm going to let Shane go and fix that and we'll come to you in a couple of minutes um look we did mention a lot of those storylines one of them paul is definitely going to be um is going to be the three in a row or the, uh, the hopeful three in a row for album photo it hasn't been done since best mate hasn't been done by an irish horse since arkel it's only been done four times in history no pressure but you know this i think everybody just wants to know how's he going you know he's had the same run in as he had last year with the the new year's day in tremor uh, everything seems good from the outside looking in. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, I suppose we have a lot of racing to do before we get to him, but um, he is probably the one of the most important rides I have there during the week. Um, yeah, he's, he's in great order at home. Paul Roach rides him every morning. I don't actually get to sit in him a whole pile at home, so... Um, I I have one more sitting in before he goes to Cheltenham, but uh, everyone's very happy with him, and you know it's it's not going to be easy to go for three in a row. Um, but I didn't ever believe I'd win one Gold Cup. Uh, couldn't believe I'd won two. So, uh, three be uh, three be really magical, I'm sure. It will be. It'll be some uh, some achievement. Um, who else, Angus? I'm looking at the the lineup for the Gold Cup, and it seems to me there's a lot of horses in there outside of Album Photo who are uh, who are you know possibilities of a lot of other races uh, throughout the week. Like so, I don't know whether do you you get the sense that maybe we're shying away from uh, shying away from taking on the favourite. No, I think I think it's a pretty open race. Uh, from my amateur perspective anyways, I think you can make cases against them all. You can make cases for them all. Um, you know, it's very open. As we were saying, like we were kind of getting carried away um, last week or the week before with the two novices in Envoy Allen and Monkfish looking forward to next year already. But you know, they're all, all these horses are there on Merce. Like you, you have Adam Foto obviously going for Trino. You have, like, horse I really like is... Uh, Nate River, a former champion, and he seems to be coming in under the radar. You have a King George winner there. You have Champs with the he was part of the performance of last year's festival. And you can keep going. You can keep going. And it's probably what's so special about this year's festival is in you're looking at uh a gold cup in particular that there's so many there's so many 
big contenders that really could win it on their day. And I suppose probably one of the reasons why there's so much excitement this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kevin, do you think uh, Alvin Photo is? Uh... I don't know. A shoe in is yeah. a long word. I mean, he's he's only five to two. Like, it's not as if it, it it's not like heavy odds on or anything like that. And you know, from Paul's point of view, obviously, we we hope to see him in the form that he was in in the last couple of years. But it, it does seem like that, and in an exciting way, for for from a punter's point of view, or from a viewer's point of view, rather even than a punter's, there is a kind of an excitement there that like it does seem like he's a horse that's challengeable at least. Do you know what I mean in terms of his getting the Gold Cup? Maybe we'd all love to see him get the three in a row, but it's not foregone conclusion either. No, I would love to see him get the three in a row. I think it's just his sort of style as well. He, you know, he does he does enough. You know, and he he's good that way to watch. I think I saw the Tremor race over Christmas there, and I just thought it was really. Impressive first time out, and it was. I, don't, I think the ground was fairly tough on the day, and he still looked really impressive and did what he had to do. And one was no fuss about it, jumped well. Um, so yeah, hard to you know, you'd like to see him do the three in a row. Champ the other day, he ran was a two three, so he ran over two miles, which was very interesting. Mm. Uh, and he looked really impressive, you know, running over two miles, jumped really well, you know, showed pace over two miles, and you know, he stays the three as well, so he'd be. I suppose one to look outside of Alvin Fowler, his second favourite champ anyway, he's you know, impressive last year in Trenton, but um, I suppose he'd be the one I'd say might put up to Alvin Fowler. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the goal Cup. I, don't, um, I know, Paul, uh, you don't give too much away, but I think a, a relatively positive. Um, the other, look, the other one that will go through the championship races, but I suppose if you have a big chance on Alvin Fowler, you definitely also have a big chance on Wednesday in the champion chase. Um, Shaq and Persuade, me and uh, Angus have talked about this horse already. Like, he looks he looks like it's a special, special horse. Um, have you felt that when you've been on him? Yeah, very much so. Um, I suppose his performance in Leperstown at the Dublin Race, festival the last day was was explosive and um you know he he's a real bit of swagger but he wasn't overly impressive in his first run this year blown cork in the hilly way but he he found a way to win um but he's just built on that his, his next two runs and um you know he, he destroyed a good field at the at the festival in in dublin yeah absolutely yeah and look he's um angus he's just someone that like consistently impresses you you know it's like when you're looking at an odds on favorite against Altior you know who might not be at his best and might not be the horse of old but still it's like this is a you know a chance of a serious champion chase horse you know one of the ones that like we've talked about over the years that you know that that made the name of that race you know there's a, obviously this is the first time out of it he has to go and do the job but we're already again maybe getting ahead of ourselves like you said and you're on about other horses but that's the feeling going into this isn't it yeah, that's definitely feeling. I suppose the big storyline here then is is like Willie's never actually won the champion chase. I think it's probably probably the one big race that he just hasn't managed to get the monkey off his back with. Um, yeah, you have Altior, like Altior's still a champion. Like it was still strange that you, there's a horse there that you're considering probably one of the best of all time, or you're certain, certainly putting putting him up in that conversation among the best and. And yet, you know, Chacon Persois is still such a heavy favourite. Like, you know, there's he's not his favourite for a reason. But I suppose the one little thing you probably uh, should try and make a case against him, you're thinking he hasn't actually gone to Cheltenham and done the business there yet. He hasn't got the chance. I don't, sometimes I wonder, do we look into that too much? I'm not sure 
what the jockeys or someone like yourself, Paul, what you would think of that. Do we do we read into that too much? Because surely, you know, he's um, done his proof so much already that is it going to make too much of a difference, most gentlemen? I think I, I think it, it novices it you can probably read into it a little bit more. Shacken's a seasoned horse, albeit he hasn't done a lot of travelling. He was there last year and ready to run until he, he picked up a, a little injury the morning of the race. So um, you know, he's he, he's been there without running and he's a relaxed horse. He's he's a very straightforward ride. So I can see that um being a worry for him, you know. If if you have a, a young bumper horse or a novice that um you know is still learning his trade, um you could probably read into it a bit more then but but Shacken's an ultra professional at this stage and uh, I'd be shocked if if Cheltenham got got to him and obviously you don't have the crowds there this year which which yeah. would be a big factor again for for some of these horses is the cliche of uh, we don't know what a horse is like until he gets up to the the Cheltenham hill or you know I know it, I, I know courses are different and you do have to take it into account but is it a little bit overblown do you think in general outside of Shacken um yeah, look, we all know how stiff the, the hill is in Cheltenham and um, how quick races can change. And I, I definitely learned that last year when, when Barry robbed me on, on Rachel in, in the RSA. So, um, yeah. no, look, the, the good ones win there. It's a fair track. It sorts them out. And, um, yeah, I suppose it, 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 it's probably shown more in the Gold Cup um, when, when the three milers have to step up to, to three and a quarter miles, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kevin, I know you've been interested in this race as well, and it's not for, for Paul's horse, it's for the legend Altior. Uh, why is that? Yeah, I'll be cursing you in this one, Paul, sorry. Um, the one race I will be, I have Altior's half-brother, so uh, I'd like to, Altior listen, he's done everything anyway, it doesn't make that much difference, but it's nice to keep him, keep him there in the headlines. Um, you know, every little helps when I probably come to sell him next year, so... Um, I think Altior's good value, to be honest with you. He was 8-1. to one. I backed him myself at 8-1. He might come in a little bit, but um, as much been off, and right, Shacken is rightly the favourite. He's been very impressive, but I just think Altior might have one last. He's undefeated in Cheltenham. He didn't run last year. Mm. You know, he's four wins in Cheltenham, four years on the bounce, two champion chases. Um, I think he's been a little bit here, harshly rode off. He's 11, obviously, and he hasn't ran as well. He's only ran once this year. Um, he ran fine first time out. I think he came second in a good race with Negro, his third favourite. Beat him on the day. Um, and it'd be interesting to see Pity was meant to run a few weeks ago in that race that Champ um, came second in. be interesting to see what he's like. Um, you listen to Nicky Henderson, he seems to be pretty buoyant about him. Says he feels like he's back back training, like he he's enjoying it again. So um, at 11, the age, I suppose the only thing is against him a little bit, but I still think I have a feeling he has one last. But when he get the odds, he's he's he's, uh, he's worth he's worth a bet. Yeah, Paul, what do you reckon about that? I he, like there's he is he is trained by a, a Cheltenham uh, hero as well, and Nicky Henderson. You know, there's, you, you can be certain sure he'll be a hundred percent humming uh, come the champion chase. Um, and he his record around Cheltenham speaks for itself as well. So I I agree with with Kevin. He's probably been. Written off in the back of a couple of defeats, but um, you know he's he's eleven. Um, um, there could there he he still he still give us something to think about. I'm sure. Um, but I I just think 
you know, I'm, I'm hoping Shaq can, can can show himself off over there this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, look, it does make for an inter- interesting race. I think it, it, it kind of shows that we've been talking about the Chabot Chase for probably double the time we talked about the Gold Cup. It just shows you the kind of the level of interest that's there and having, having a horse, an unbeaten horse like Altier. We haven't even mentioned that Little Oak won uh, the race last year. Uh, so you're up against two champions there. So um certainly looks like one to watch uh this the other kind of championship races um paul are kind of a little bit more i don't know if they're up in the air for you but i are, are um there's a, a kind of a few options for you there in the in the uh in the champion hurdle and i know um angus is definitely interested in one of willie's new uh acquisitions yeah um no, sorry J- champ- james the james de burley james de burley yeah. yeah um He's uh, Simon Manier and Isaac Swadehorse from France. He's come with a huge reputation and a huge mark. Um, so I, I suppose it's it, it's hard to it's 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 hard to to evaluate his French form. I suppose there isn't too many lines to mm-hmm. go through over there. But he, what he's done at home is, is very nice. Um, he's definitely a horse for the future. But it's it's not ideal to have his first run outside France. In that champion hurdle, it's going to be a huge, huge ask for him. Um, obviously, Patrick can't ride there this year, so um, Sharjah is also there in the ground is probably the main key for him. Yeah, Sharjah, um, is, is that likely to be the one that you're riding, or you don't, you, you don't know yet? Yeah, it's undecided yet. Obviously, yeah. um, the Simon Ear and Isaac Swade have, have Daryl Jacob as a retained jockey as well, so um, mm. I'm not sure how that's going to work out yet. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see how we go. Um, Honeysuckle is the 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 horse to look at to watch here, lads. I think. Um, I don't know. Uh, Angus, this is a horse that you love. Yeah, we talk about superstars this year. There seems to be far more, certainly from my point of view, superstars or potential superstars coming in uh, to this year's festival. And you think, like you're looking at it uh, from a week out, and you see, you're saying to yourself this could be really the platform where the generation of star sets off and trying to find find who they are. And Honeysuckle is certainly up there. It's almost impossible to make a case against her. Some people have said maybe the ground, if it, um, if it's, if it uh, quickens up a bit, that maybe something, I don't know, just just being beaten. What is it, six grade ones? Against Epitant, another, another um, champion, another unbelievable mayor. You have someone like Goshen there who's an any normal year nearly be talked about as a banker going into a champion hurdle, which has been sensational and it's nearly it's nearly it's nearly been down to a two horse race. But after last year's performance and last year's season, I think it has to, uh, Goshen has to be mentioned and especially the fairy tale side of it after what happened at the last fence. Uh, you know, it's kind of an any power ring to it. If he manages to, uh, especially overcome the two classy uh, mares, I, 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 this is this is definitely. I don't think there's any question about it. I don't think there's anybody really arguing either or debating it that uh, this is the race, of the festival. It's on the first day too. So mm. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, do you have any thoughts on the on the champion yeah. hurdle? Yeah, Epitante, like going back to Troy win it again. Like, she she was out of sorts watching that race. Um, her last race, and Nick Henderson said she had a bit of back issues or something like that. But I don't think his horses were particularly going that well at the time either. So she might um, be back to her best. Goshen as well. Yeah, I'm on that one. He ran, 
you know, he ran on a flat and everything over the summer, and he wasn't, in, I don't know, he wasn't going well at all. But he came back in his last race, won really impressive again, and um, you yeah, that sort of, you know, looking outside the honeysuckle, I'd like either the mayors to win, to be honest, mm. but um, it would be nice also what happened last year and for Barry Moore to, you know, have that chance to come back again, make up for that. Um, they would, I think everyone would uh, would like to see him have a have a good run as well. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of noise about Goshen at this stage. Like people just kind of have this sort of feeling for him. I wonder when we get closer to Tuesday if the price will look a little bit different uh, than it does now. If people are are kind of backing that hunch a little bit. Um, but look, Tuesday, Angus mentioned it as maybe the the um, the the race of the festival, Paul. But you know, you you're you're first two out in the uh, in the uh, Supreme Novices and the Arkle. Are two really really interesting runners um you know appreciated is uh is, is favored in the supreme novices but i think one of the more fascinating races of the whole festival is the article this year because um you're on um energamine is that the way we, we, we pronounce it we've had it we've had a go at it a couple of it's times as good, it's as good a shot as that energamine as anyone has had anyway yeah I think I think the ground is going to play a huge thing for yeah. the first day of the festival in a lot of races um like back to the champion hurdle if it comes up quick it's going to be in in favor of of charge epitant um them them type of horses but it, like the i suppose as a rule it, it's going to be slower in the first day of the festival or they'll they'll try and have it that way and that definitely brings in uh honeysuckle stamina and goshen you know he he, he can gallop on and, and go proper gallop on on really testing ground which he showed the last day um appreciated would i suppose at the start of the year we we thought he'd be in in the valley more um he's just surprised us uh the pace he's shown over two miles over hurdles he, he he's normally a very good jumper he made one or two slight mistakes the last day in leperstown but when valley adam came to him he um he pulled out plenty again and you know just with a bit of juice being in the ground on the first day you'd you think that would be in his favour? Um, uh, obviously, Harry Fry's looks the the strongest of the English horses in in the in the Supreme. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and Ergamine then, and it's like a again, it just it the the betting would have it as a as a, a two horse showdown. I'm sure. I'm sure there's more um, that have uh, something to say in that. But it's like you're looking at like two undefeated horses. It just looks like it's a, it's a it's going to be a brilliant race. It does. I I think. Energy means Shishkin will be first and second, but I think all mankind will play a huge part yeah. in, in the race and in the, the setup of it. Um I wouldn't swap my lad for, for anything. Um what he's done this year has 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 been exceptional in, in my eyes to be honest. Um, you know, I I'm not a huge time man or anything. Um I usually go on, on more of what I feel underneath me, but the times you of, of what he done in Leprosan the last day with Comparing to Shaq and Porswise, it looks exceptional, and, and he was doing mm. that at his ease. Um, again, he'd appreciate a bit of juice in the ground, but I, I don't think proper good ground will inconvenience him either. He, he'll jump with any horse, and I think that's his biggest asset, um, that he can kill horses off with, with, with the, the ease at which he can jump. Yeah, he's definitely a two-miler, is he? He wouldn't. He's in. He's he's uh, he's entered in the marshes, but you you reckon he's he's got uh, it for two miles? No, he's a two-miler now. He's 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 a Grade One winner over two miles, and and that's the route he'll be going. And um, you know, when when you can jump as well as he does, and and lie up with the two-milers, 
Um, he's going to hit the line really strong then as well, and it's going to take a fair one to to be able to match that. And and you know you're not going to outstay him over two miles either. Yeah, it's as good as the start to the to the um, festival as you'll get, uh, Angus. Isn't it a brilliant Supreme Novices and then like an article where you're talking about like the possible two favourites of the Champion Chase next year, and that's before we even <laughs> that's the disrespectful straight away to Shaka Versailles, who we've just set up as a champion of all time there only ten minutes ago. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic um, run or start the start the festival. And I think from listening to, to lads that are jockeys, I think that's really, really important. Um, anytime I've heard or heard interviews of jockeys talking about Sheldon, even trainers, it's always been getting that first one off your back. You don't want to be going into Thursday or late on Wednesday, still waiting for that winner. Now I know it's, it's uh, there was empty stands there this year, but I'm sure the same pressure's there. And you know, it's, I think uh, Paul's got a fairly, uh, fairly nice hand there going into it. And the and the before the champion hurdle, but that being said, uh, uh, I don't know. This is purely coincidental. If you want to read into trends, but favourites don't actually have that great a record in the Supreme. I think it's was it Altior? I think it may have been the last or Duvan. I don't think Altior even was uh, the favourite when he was in the Supreme. He may have been Duvan. So there's that. But I mean, you can't be a uh, you know you're really you're really delving into it and digging into it and trying to make cases of different horses when you're starting that, but same time you know that that's a fact you know favorites but haven't done well uh in recent times in the supreme so it'll be interesting to see how uh how appreciated yeah. it goes Fair to say Irish horses have done well though, so maybe that books that trend for um, uh Kevin, I don't know if you if you have any thoughts on either of those races. Um The Ackle, um it's, it's nothing special, you know, it's Shishkin, I thought uh, serious looking horse. Um yeah. him run, uh, hard foot past him. He seems to be the apple with Nicky Anderson's eye these days, and uh, you know, understandably so. So, uh, he'd be the one, I think. Just seeing the, seeing the pictures of Horse Valley just looks a serious animal. So, uh, yeah, Shishkin for me. Um, Paul Adam on uh, uh, Twitter here is asking uh, who's, who's Paul going to ride in the Ryanair? I think it's the million dollar question because, like, even, even just looking at Willie's um, uh, horses here, he's got Alaho four to one as favorite, Min six to one. Uh, Melon six to one. These are all on ad books. And Kenboy, who's also a question about the whether he's going to go in the stairs, uh, very very different from the Ryanair Chase. But um, you know he's entered in there at seven to one. So like four horses to choose from, all under eight to one is kind of uh, you'll never have a choice like this again for a race, would you? I suppose it's a dream situation, but it's it's a fair headache as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, look, we'll, we'll sit in the mall again before we go there. And um, they, they all have to get there as well, you know. Um, I suppose to break it down, Min was last year's Ryanair winner, so he's the title holder. Um, he's obviously a year older this year. Um, Mellon, it's his time of year. He, he, he always runs a cracker in Cheltenham, but he's yet to win there. And and I, I think this is Alaho's trip, I think, dropping back from... From the staying chases he, he's been running in, uh let, and let get on with it here uh we'll see him to his 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 strongest as well so um yeah it is it is a headache and um i won't be i, I won't be deciding until the last minute but um hopefully they can all get there and um hopefully we're on the right one can i ask paul a question there make on that one oh for kevin yeah yeah, because he wouldn't tell me off air. It was Adam asking that question. He said nothing to me off air either, Adam. So don't worry, it's not just you. But uh, 
Um, I just wondered in that situation where let's say, there are three or four good horses there and you're not sure, would you leave it to I'll, I'll have one last ride out on them in a the few days before and whatever feeling I get off, either yeah, one of them. And is it really simple as that? Even even what gets there, um, you know, yeah. horses can get, and, and you know, they've all been there before, but even to sit in them in the morning um, when they arrive over there, see what settles in, well, something might right. just, because they, they're the little. It, that's what it comes down to is it's it, it's tiny little details like that um and you know something might just land on there and come alive um because i, I suppose it'll be different this year without the crowd and everything but the you'll still be able to feel it in the air like when, when you arrive in there on a sunday night um there's a, a home and a goes about the place and um some horses grow and some horses don't when, when they get that so yeah it's it's, it's I'll obviously I'll be speaking to, to the other lads that are riding them at home, Ruby, David Casey, Patrick Mullins, Danny, um, all them lads as well and um try to come up with the right one. Uh, I've an agent Kieran O'Toole then does a lot of the the book work and uh we usually sit down and go through it and, and see if we come to an agreement. We'll get to your tips um, in a couple of minutes. Um, I think that's, by the way, absolutely fascinating as to how that, that process works. But um, just on... Um, no, sorry, we'll get to the tips now, actually. I think I think there's, there's just too many races we, we haven't get, got to, but we'll never get through them all. Um, I want to get a tip of the week for each of you, a nap of the week, I suppose, is the, is the term. And then maybe just a horse to watch um, that might not be on everybody's radar. Um, Angus, start with you. What's your tip of the week? Tip of the week, I think if you wanted an absolute banker, I'm definitely in the Envoy Island camp, but I still think an each way flitter or flutter on a native river in the Gold Cup, I think he's very, very reliable. If it's in heavy ground, I don't think he's going to be caught. I think he's just going to love that and rest of the field will be looking at his backside <laughs> going around and that'll be it. Uh, I think even if there's if it's quick ground, I still think he'd hit the frame. I just think he's very consistent and he's not too old yet. He's only 11. I know they don't have a good record in the race, but 12-year-olds have ran in the race before as well. So, yeah, so I'd have Nail River each way. I think that would be my uh, nap of the week. And I'd also, I'm kind of trying to judge Paul's body language here as well and his reaction. <laughs> uh, for a horse to watch, I think uh, Salsoretta, as if you look at if you look at the form this year, it's, it looks terrible. It looks fell and then came last. But, like, Fell at the first, I think you can excuse that in the first race she ran this year. And then came last uh, in the last race she, she ran. And I mean, obviously, I think you can excuse that. And like, she's not that she's not that bad after her. I think it was unbeaten last year. Uh, so I think, you know, in the mayor's chase, I think she's been ignored. I think, you know, come back to Cheltenham. I don't know how she's feeling at the moment, Paul, but I think that she's 16 to 1 or something like that. I think... It's worth a look. Yeah, she um, I, I, she probably most effective with a, a dig in the ground. Um, obviously, uh, David, she, she fell at the first in a handicap at the start of the year, and her run the last it was too bad to be true. Um, this is the race that she's been trained for, and um, I, I'd agree she is being overlooked by um, by obviously the presence of Ellie May and a few more of of, of a minute. But um, any any rain that falls would be a huge help to her over in Cheltenham anyway, I suspect. definitely. 
Kevin, I want to get to yours, but I just uh, Paul, the one thing I forgot to mention, and it was it was Angus mentioning Envoy Alain that that reminded me of it. But um, Monkfish, Angus has already got me asking, wanting to ask you who you're going to pick in next year's uh, Gold Cup. But <laughs> but more so, is there any? Should anyone be concerned, or is there anything anything uh, to worry about with Monkfish going over? He's eight to thirteen. He's going to be a lot of people's uh, banker. Yeah, um, no, for. <laughs> He's one of the rides I'm most looking forward to, I suppose, during the week. Um, he just, like, at, at the moment, um, the sky's the limit for him. Um, he seems to be growing up and improving the whole time. Um, he's touch wood, and I don't want to put the mockers on him. He's a very good jumper, sound jumper. He travels, he's been there, he stays. Um, yeah, just please God, he gets there in one piece and, and everything goes right and we can keep it as simple as we possibly can now. Absolutely, yeah, going into Brown Advisory, which I think is the former RSA chase on uh, Wednesday. Kevin, nap of the week, and I know you've got a, you've got a cool outside look, outside bet. Yeah, uh, nap of the week now after this is appalling, what monkfish. He seems very confident to me, and me the first time different horses tonight, that's the most excited I've seen him talking about a horse and most pleased and looking forward to riding it. So, you know what, the race, like, it's such a good, it's Cheltenham obviously, but every race you could make a case for a number of horses and you, it's so difficult to pick a nap, it's hard to say there's a nap in any race. Um, so, I'm, you know, just listening to him, that's the way just to go at one fish there. But, uh, for an outside bet, I'm going in the bumper. I was trying to get off Paul, who was riding in the bumper, but he won't be riding this one. But this trained by Willie, a horse called Cool Jet. He won a bumper in uh, Clonmel, I think, really impressively, probably a month, maybe a month ago, in heavy ground. Um, and he's closely related to a horse called Cousin Vinny, who won the champion bumper a number of years ago. And I have, I have, um, I have that pedigree. I have, I have his mother's. Sister, so um, yeah, I, that's why I popped up on my radar. I watched him in that bumper race. I thought he was really, really impressive that he won so easily. And uh, for 33 to 1, just for an outside bet, um, I think he's, he's a bit of value. I think Willie wins the bumper a lot, but it doesn't seem to be always with his favorite. So there you go. Yeah. There you go, cool jet. Kevin's horse's nephew is, <laughs> is the one to look for. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> love it okay great stuff and uh paul then what are you, what are you looking at this is uh, always a tough question for someone who's involved yeah look it's i'm looking forward obviously to the weekend in the hole and and trying to trying to get a winner there as quick as we can which he touched on earlier on um i suppose i i, I think shack and poor spot I'm, I'm really looking forward to him um he i i hope I hope he can get there, and and, and sh- I, I think for the horse's sake, as much as anything, that he can show off his his true talents. Um, you know, he, he got so close to getting there last year. Um, and as an each way bet, I think Franco Deport in the the Arkle, I think the race will be set up for something coming from behind to to rob to, to rob third place. And um, you know, he's his run behind Energy Mean, and obviously his win at Christmas are are probably overshadowed by the hype over the the top two in the bet. Right, that's a brilliant one, and also probably uh, leads us to believe that he's going to go with the Arkle rather than the than the Marshes as well. I I I, I presume so. Um, yeah. you know he's a Grade One winner over two miles, and and Willie yeah. really likes to stick that way. So I'd be shocked if, if he went to that. Brilliant. Well, listen, thanks so much for your time, and uh, best of luck next week because. Uh, 
I think we're all we're all behind you. There's a you know you have a great chance. I think I, I think I counted that you, I, you have the choice I, I at least I, of thirteen favourites. So I hope they're all behind me next week as well. We're all behind you until we back against you anyway. Like so, Kevin's not behind you in the champion chase and so on and so forth. But thanks so much, Paul. And genuine best luck next week. And thanks a million to Angus. Thanks as well to Kevin. Kevin has been. Uh, we we'll be back on talking about Liverpool's uh, the nice next week. <laughs> I know just as little about. Horses as they do about soccer, so it's fine for me. It's going to be a fun week next uh, Tuesday. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on one of the days to talk about Premier League, and sure we'll end up spending the whole time talking about Cheltenham. Is that a deal? Very good, very good. Well, listen, thanks a million also to Ladbrooks um, for for look, being sponsored with us for so long here and for being behind all our Cheltenham coverage. Um, uh, don't forget, if you are a Ladbrooks customer um, or if you want to sign up now, you can uh, check into your account. There might be a little something there for you for the festival on Sunday. Also, if you are having a bet on Cheltenham or anything else at all, please do always gamble responsibly and visit uh, dunlewy.net for more information. Thanks again to Paul, to Angus and to Kevin and enjoy Cheltenham. It starts next Tuesday. We'll talk to you soon.